the metaverse, your future home. You will own nothing, you will have nothing, but you will be happy, says the globalist controller. Michael Basham here to discuss the metaverse, the latest news. I have an article in front of me. The wonderful, just benevolent tech lord, Mark Zuckerberg, has just announced that you will basically uh, not be able to live outside of the metaverse and that you're, a lot of data suggests that you're not going to have any identity outside of it either. Doesn't that sound wonderful? So I'd like to talk about the spirit behind this because I think it really speaks to the the unity behind the false bride of Satan and the true bride of Jesus Christ. So stay tuned in just a second. We here at Spirit Wars like to discuss really the, the spirit behind the info war. So not just, oh, they're coming for us. They're going to destroy humanity. Yes, they, they are. But there's, there's more ahead of us than just total death and destruction. And the enemy, he, you have to understand that he only copies what exists in the heavenly realm. So when you see Mark Zuckerberg come out and he has these outlandish things that he's saying, just totally crazy. Oh, you're going to lose yourself in virtual reality. You're going to lose yourself because there's going to be fragrance and touch and sound. Speaking of touch, you know, we are, we have been conditioned to hold these little black mirrors in our pockets and to touch the black mirror, to touch the Promethe, the the movie 2001 shows you the advent of tools. In the very beginning, they show you the apes and they're all, you know, running around being apes and being crazy. And then suddenly this black cube thing, this black uh, cell phone shaped thing appears. And when they touch it, suddenly one of them gets the ability to use a bone as a tool to then advance the species. And then it shows the astronauts touching the black mirror on the moon. And then you have the the uh, forward launch into the next step of the evolution of humankind or whatever. I mean, that's it's Carl Sagan. It's all Illuminati bullcrap. But we are conditioned to touch these things and uh, there's a very interesting YouTube video about Back to the Future predicting 9-11. Not to get into all the 9-11 conspiracies, but basically Back to the Future has 9-11 like, written all over it, over and over again, showing the Twin Towers collapsing. And uh, and then the, the fascinating 
narrative is that we're moving away from TV screens, from movie screens, and being captivated by Hollywood and the movie screen into we become Hollywood. We are, you know, creators in YouTube. And that's where we're at. You know, I mean, I just sat down at a really nice documentary film showing of a Steve Quayle documentary with some local Patriot Christians. And it was great. A lot of people showed up. It was a a powerful uh, demonstration. But even then, I was tempted to be like, okay, what's what's my gab account? What what are the memes going on? What's the latest news? I mean, I was tempted to just pull out that little black mirror. And I realized like, man, like we are no longer slaves to the screen. We have our own little screens that we're conditioned to think that we have control over reality through it. And uh, that video I will try to post. I I can't find it now. I I watched it uh, last night and was just totally captivated. Back to the Future really does have a lot of Illuminati stuff in it. It's pretty interesting directly pointing to 9-11 and and the idea of a portal and going into a future world where things are just a lot different and we're still along that train. We're still going down um, that train into something that's totally, totally just different. So what is Mark Zuckerberg claiming now? This is from Drudge Report, okay? So this isn't even like a conspiracy news thing. Meta, they have a plan for the next five, ten years to create this immersive virtual environment. Well, what are they saying and what are the spiritual implications behind it? And what is God's plan for the end time church? I'll read as much as I can. I don't usually do this, but I think this article is really important. So it mentions that, you know, the social network, they they lost a lot of money disappointing earnings report because they put their whole focus into this metaverse thing and they even changed their name into the death name the hebrew feminine verb pronoun or whatever for death and mark zuckerberg said that basically mankind will migrate into the metaverse in the future leaving reality behind for a world that we create and govern entirely that's how it starts out. Of course, that's not what it, it's going to do. But he's saying that how the virtual worlds um, in that moment are so absorbing and handy that we will not want to leave, at which point the metaverse will emerge. Consider that phrase. The metaverse will emerge. We will merge as the new world order emerges. And then he said that while these virtual reality worlds aren't quite there yet, many individuals currently spend much of their time in the digital realm, even though it's on 2D displays. A lot of people assume the metaverse is about a location, but one description of it is a period when immersive digital worlds will become the primary way we live our lives and spend our time. And that was on a podcast with Lex Fridman. So you can listen to the whole thing. But anyway, it's interesting that um, data from Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, Captain, permission to free. 
per permission to speak freely. Or, you know, this is literally like the android telling you that you are going to become a virtual person. Because they're going to have fragrance and touch and sound. And you're going to lose yourself in the virtual reality. Just that terminology. To lose yourself. We're directed by the Bible to lose ourselves into God. And let me rephrase that. You are to worship the Lord your God and to hope in him and to trust in him. And the metaverse is already beginning to take those notes, those languages, and apply it to itself. You are to lose yourself into the metaverse. And it, it'll go down to say that basically you are going to lose yourself, period. You're no longer going to have any personal identity. Because here's the thing. The idea of identity, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but basically... We have cultures, language, borders, to quote Michael Savage. We have our own families, our towns, our identities, privacy, your own thoughts. But what they're aiming to do with the, adv with the advent of the Neuralink interface, where you're going to begin to see cyborgs merging with machines, would it be useful to have Google Maps in your brain so that you can just like know exactly where to go and all the data of the place where you're at without having to touch the demonic screen to touch the screen, that new world that we've entered into post nine 11, where you have this little 2001, a space odyssey thing interfacing with you, the AI interfacing as you touch it. Well, it would be pretty handy compared to having to touch the screen. Do you get satisfaction out of, touching a screen there's no button you don't feel that interface with anything physical these phones aren't beautiful they're, they're these like dark foreboding little weird screens that's all they are there's no design there's no machinery it's just a screen it's just a portal so where they're they're leading is a place where you no longer have your own identity let me just read a little bit more of this first the wealthy creator unveiled an ai system that can be used to construct totally personalized worlds to your own design um he's working on higher fidelity avatars and spatial audio to make communication simpler Humans are depicted by avatars without legs in the version of Metaverse now accessible from Meta. But the future versions will be more realistic. Although the Metaverse is being built, individuals are now using a complicated virtual environment. There will be a time, a moment in time, then, of, um, I'm sorry, let me read this again. Recent debates over the idea of a metaverse imply that it is more of a moment in time than a virtual location. All the benefits we get from meeting a person or even via video chats can be recreated in VR, according to Zuckerberg, within the next five years. Everything I do is at the crossroads of technology and computer science. 
Thank you, Captain. I have downloaded the data into the Starship Enterprise Metaverse computers. So, in this interview, he said, What I care about is inventing technology to enable people to engage with one another. Yeah, I'm sure he really cares about people. But see where it leads. And this is from Mashable.com. There's several other articles that I also read, which really get into the idea that in the, the future of the internet, you are going to be able to lose yourself in groups. And just like Facebook used grandma and uncle so-and-so to drag you in, don't you want to see pictures of your cousin's new baby that you've never seen in years? Like all that, all it does is confuse you because it just gives you like 5,000 friends Nobody has time for 5,000 friends. The Bible says, a man with many friends comes to ruin. But that's beside the point. They're, they're using groupthink and our natural tendency to want to have clans, to want to have people of a like feather that we flock together, to then push you into this virtual world. It's very, very sly. It's very sneaky. It's very satanic. But the the article stated that basically we're going to get to the point where just like today, you might form a group around a certain interest and people forget their race, color, creed, beliefs even sometimes just to, to focus on that, that thing. You know, if I'm playing a game of StarCraft, um, it's a online, like, real-time chess game in space kind of video game it's really fun um like i literally get adrenaline like when i'm invading the enemy's base and i realize like i've got the upper hand and i'm taking over his base and he built it you have to like kind of work hard to build your base so then when somebody's destroying it you start freaking out and when you're destroying their base you get this like dopamine rush it's really fun and uh when you're if you actually happen to talk to the person the player that you're playing against uh, you might know that they're from Canada or they're from Mexico or Japan or Korea usually. And you don't really care. Okay, so what race are you? You're, you're just in the game. You're, you're fighting. You're both addicted. You're having a great time. Super fun, super time-wasting, but just like chess, it, it definitely opens up new avenues in your brain as far as uh, strategy and whatever. So you have these, these video games and um, maybe like a, a thread, uh, a micro version of that is like the chat rooms within videos or a tweet. So you'll see like 10,000 comments on one tweet. And that's in itself, that's kind of like a little community that's formed. And people don't really usually care about you know, how the other person looks, unless it's like, usually some babe will, will put some busty photo to attract more followers, or somebody might put a racy thing to, to cause uh, emotional response. But usually, it's just pure words around a certain topic. And in that conversation, everybody melds into one group just like we used to actually go and meet people in real life at a party. You can't do that anymore. Oh, wow, yeah, the fake coronavirus popocalypse. You, ha you have to do it through the internet. You have to do it through the metaverse. 
And where that's leading is in this very interesting article, essentially the loss of personal identity. And you're going to just, you're going to be so immersed, not because it's virtual reality, it's a video game. It's so cool. Look, I can make a palm tree. Hey, I just got to get something to wear for the party. Let me just wear a skeleton costume. Literally quotes from Mark Zuckerberg. And I, I, I don't want to just focus on the, on the dark side of this, but they're basically leading people to a soulless environment with NFTs, with the internet economy, which may have its benefits in the beginning, but it has the, the eventual purpose of causing you to finally just lose. We already see there's no freedom of speech on the internet. There's no freedom to defend yourself there. They just, you get three strikes, you're out on these big platforms. You have to learn to conform. And this is just the beginning. It's not just questioning the narrative. It's it's leading towards a war on faith. And if you're a Christian, you're going to be deleted. They're going to say you have to basically denounce Christ in the end, which is the one unforgivable sin to use their economy, their beast system. I mean, the reason denouncing Christ, which is blasphemy to the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit, it says that the Spirit will lift up my name. The Spirit will point you to the gospel. When you reject the gospel, when you reject such a great gift, there's nothing left for you except for judgment, and there's a hell. And and that's that's why that's the one unforgivable sin. I don't think it's something like, oh, you you ate too many biscuits and, you know, didn't share the gravy with Aunt Jemima or, or some random thing. The one unforgivable sin, the only one unforgivable sin is rejecting the gospel. That's the only one. God can't help you. It's like, I mean, that should be just logically self-evident, but there is a sin that is not unto death. We all fail in many ways, but whatever. I'm not going to preach here. I'm just telling you that the metaverse and big tech and Microsoft is creating their own as well. And I'm sure there will be many other offshoots of it with these big companies. They have decided to go with the bad guys and with artificial intelligence directed by Lucifer. And their eventual goal is to remove your souls but along the way, you will, quote unquote, as Mark Zuckerberg said, you will lose yourself into the group think. And, and let's talk about the positive side of that, because there's an interest in, say, like a combat unit on a battlefield being able to merge their consciousness to a certain extent together to perform an operation. So they don't even need radios. They just already know where everybody's at and they, they move as one entity like they literally merge into one consciousness, one unit, and they can thus help each other symbiotically and mutually just get the job done. And I think that's a really beautiful concept in the sense of in the spirit. Like, have you ever met a Christian? If you're somebody that loves God, I hope you do. If you don't, it's time to start. Just love God. Love the Lord. Receive Jesus in your heart. You know, just start today. Just ask him to come into your heart. He's 
It's, you know, everybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's so simple. The Bible says it over and over and over again. Just try it. Just call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Invite him into your life. Have you ever met a Christian that really loves the Lord and you can tell they're on a journey and you, I just met one tonight, Michael, um, I, I met another Michael with a cowboy hat and a big old gun holstered to his side. Cool, cool guy. Uh, I want to interview him. He, he used to be new age, like kind of like a psychic demon worshiping person. And then he found, he found Jesus and he does street ministry and he witnesses and he prays for people to get delivered on the side of the road, you know, at Antifa protests, pretty brave guy. So I just met this guy like a couple hours ago and immediately I feel this person loves Jesus, you know, has the Holy Spirit. And what is that? You know, like we, we don't have to find some interest. It's not like, oh, we have the same religion. It's like, I see that you love Jesus. Wow. That's beautiful. I love Jesus too. And then it's suddenly there's this new bubble of freedom that just opens up with other people who love Jesus. And you're like, wow. And the, the more you get to know somebody like that, I've been able to just stay at people's houses just on the fact that I'm, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. You know, I mean, I, I haven't done that recently, but when I was a single guy traveling the world, oftentimes a Christian family would be like, yeah, Hey, you can sleep in this extra room or the couch or whatever. And you know, no problem. And the trust there and just having, you know, the, the unity, like, yeah, this is somebody's private property, their house. And okay, you're, you're good to go. You know, let's have a random stranger come stay. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? But the unity of the believers and the trust factor there, and you should still have, you should still have discernment. I mean, don't just, oh, you're a Christian. Okay, come on over. Like you should wit have a witness on this person and still watch out because these days too, like people are, they have their vices and things and you got to be aware of stuff. But the fact is when you are in a group of like-minded believers, there's a sense where your personalities begin to merge a little bit and you just lose yourself in the fact that we all are lovers of God and that's the bride of Christ. And what the metaverse is announcing today is that you're going to lose yourself, not in Jesus, not even like if you're a technician who loves, I don't know, building rocket systems that can navigate to the moon and back or something. And you talk to another guy like you and you're just like, Oh, we got so many things in common. It's so cool. And, and you know, that's, that's beautiful. That's the spirit too. That's human. That's really, um, kind of a precursor to really the, the glory and the beauty of meeting other believers. I think that Jesus Christ really represents everything about humanity, everything that's good, about us, even just like two technicians getting together and, and getting along or even two football fans. And you got something in common. So you lose sight of your differences because you're so excited to meet somebody who also loves that thing or is engaged in that thing. But now see here where, where Mark Zuckerberg's analyses of like losing yourself 
losing your identity, losing really the fabric of who you are and, and even being able to own something, being able to say, I bought this car, you know, I'm sitting in my 2004 Jeep Cherokee right now. I paid for it. Uh, I have the title deed, which is very, very akin to having faith. Like when you have faith, I had a great prayer time today. I was praying and I, I didn't see anything with my eyeballs, but I had confirmations in the word. I had literal revelation in my spirit and, and in my own prophecy channel, I was just, I was going, I was actually getting high almost this whole morning and afternoon. Um, but the, there was a sense that if an angel did appear in the bonfire in front of me, I had a little bonfire going on and I actually saw the face of an angel that I would lose the faith factor, the faith, the, the title deed, because it's more like, oh, well, here's your car, but you don't own it. You just saw it. But if you have faith and without faith, it is impossible to pre to please God. You've got to first believe having not seen and you get the much greater reward. And Jesus understood that very well. A lot of Christians like to show off with miracle testimonies. The miracles are, are designed to intentionally bring you into a life of faith. But see, in the metaverse, they want to get rid of your faith. They want to get rid of your title deed of anything. Not only will you not own your own car, not only will you not own your own house, but you won't own your own mind. And finally, you won't own your own spirit, your soul. Sorry, your spirit. I believe your spirit is owned by God. It doesn't say we're going out and saving spirits. It says we're going out to save souls. The soul matrix, the interface between the spirit man and the physical man, Satan wants to cut that off. So what is that? Well, it's a visual of the depiction of the upside down bride of Christ, the false beast bride, the, the bride of Lucifer, who not only are you absorbed into this metaverse where you don't own anything and your own private thoughts and consciousness are, are absorbed into other people's. So there's no privacy at all, but you're used to that, right? Hey, you're not going to do anything bad, right? It's okay. If people can see into your brain, Besides, it's only this little chunk of it. Don't worry, we are not going to spy on the rest of your brain. Of course they are. And, and that would basically make for a very effective team in any kind of job. Hey, we, we all have a shared brain interface for all the Amazon drivers. So everybody knows where everybody's at and we can help each other deliver the packages. Like that would make sense. Or in a company, you know, everybody's just like in a permanent Zoom call where they just telepathically, telepathically, telepathically think thoughts to each other and they share and they brainstorm that idea of a think tank. You know, you think of like a bunch of brains like in a jar all with these little electrodes wired into each other. And that's a powerful tool. And this is basically alien technology. <laughs> I mean, this is so bizarre and 
sci-fi, but it's coming. And you're going to be dragged into that, especially if you're the type to take the vaccine just to keep your job. You're going to be like, okay, sure. And that's only the beginning because after that, finally, all of us who are stuck in that thing, and I don't, I don't even want to imagine myself stuck in that, but all who have given their own rights up to their own souls, regardless of their own body, they will be forced to worship the beast and the image of the beast. Mark Zuckerberg's dog is named Beast, by the way. And they will be damned, not because God hates them, but because you swore your soul legitimately in a way that you cannot be redeemed into this this satanic end time beast bride matrix. However, the opposite side of that is the bride of Christ, Jesus Christ, and those of us who truly love him we are not going to be using cell phones or the metaverse or any of that. It's not going to be like, oh, we got we hacked a couple cell phones to be able to use it. It doesn't matter. You're the technology is going to be so advanced. I mean, the people that have merged with AI, the satanic AI, are going to be so effective. Oh, sure, you can keep your job, but you're going to have to use pen and paper. Um, you're not going to be able to be competent and so the people who decide to leave the system we better have that connection to holy spirit and and god's spirit i have a vision of rather than these dark crystals that we're walking around with these little cell phones and whatever horror they're going to inject people with and putting into people's bodies to interface they're already admitting that Oh yeah, sorry, the vaccine's been killing a bunch of people, but you know, oh, it's great because now you have nanotech inside of you. Oops, who put that in there? And now we can use it to interface with medical technology. So you're good to go. And you're like, wait, what? I just got my Johnson and Johnson because my grandma said I couldn't visit unless I took it. Same exact thing with peer pressure to get people to take the dang stupid shot that now has miles and miles of pages of adverse reactions. Basically like you can't find anything that is an adverse reaction that is not on that document. Secretly documents released regarding the vaccines from Pfizer, Moderna, all the terrible evil companies that are pushing this thing murderers. But what we're facing ahead of us actually causes the mass death coming and sickness from the vaccines to pale in comparison because at least you still have your soul if you took the shot i i think i mean i believe i don't think you signed anything to lose your soul um this is next level and this is definitely like where i i mean aren't they worried about war with ukraine and russia and world war three and giant COVID apocalypse. Oh no, they're just super, super busy building a giant matrix thing where you can like live in a pod. And it kind of seems to fit with everything else with zoom calls and quarantine and lockdowns. And those are all words that they use in prison. And you're, you're basically prepped and ready after 
three years of the two weeks to flatten the curve to go into this thing. So now rather than the, what I, sorry, I lost the, I'm on a tangent. Um, Instead of staring into that black mirror in the spirit, God has technology likewise. And I visualized a crystal of heaven that you stare into. And rather than reflecting on yourself and your own mind and, being trapped and locked into yourself instead and not having a cell phone, you, you travel into the spirit within that crystal is like a, a, a burning light, a star a, a life giving light, not a fluorescent evil light of the screen, but literally when you're staring into a fire, the same, like the burning of energy, just pure energy with light emitted, like staring into the sun, if you could, and that that is the basically the fire of God, the portal to the Holy Spirit, to travel in the Spirit and into the infinity of God. And as you stare into that light, that the Holy Spirit is able to connect you with anybody and to send whatever messages need to be sent to anybody, whatever prayers, and even emerging an embodiment of multiple people able to work together in the spirit of God to achieve impossible things and all through love and humility and rest. So much of a contrast to the enemy's beast system. But remember this metaverse announcement, you will own nothing. You will just lose your identity. And this is nothing but a twisting of God's plan for his people to come together in unity and love and honor and really of ownership too, because as you build your faith, you're going to build something that never passes away where thief cannot break in and steal. Jesus is very practical. I mean, he's like, okay, what, what problems you got? Moths eating your clothes. Yeah. Big bummer. Don't spend a lot of money on your clothes. Moths will eat them, especially back in Jesus's day, I bet. And yet don't fill your house with a bunch of expensive stuff. Thieves can steal it. You know, don't like get a fancy car and, you know, trust in that because rust, you know, rust is a major problem. You know, your metal stuff is, it's going to rust. Instead, in the kingdom we don't have a problem with moths or thieves or rust. We have eternal rewards. And that makes you think, oh, it's some kind of hocus pocus thing. No, there's technology that has created amazing wonders that survived the flood of Noah and all earthquakes ever. There are ways of doing things where your stuff is secure, you know? And, um, we, we should envision uh, our future, our prodigy, having that, our, um, our friends and family and, and loved ones, being able to live in a world that has eternal value. And this, every day, we are in this battle, we are in this fight to build up our eternal rewards. So every little decision that you make to live by faith and to serve God, to seek God, to please God and to be, um, to know him and for him to know you. 
if you're one of those kind of people and you don't got a dog in the fight of the world, when you meet another person like you, you're going to instantly share something symbiotic and something beautiful. And so that's all I wanted to share. It's just that metaverse is basically copying and duplicating the, the bride of Christ and the end time bride of Christ church, the real believers, diehards. Uh, when we come together, we feel that spirit of we're one, even if we don't come together sometimes, but you sense that presence of oneness of unity. And that is to, to accomplish certain tasks. So let's say like I'm on Mars and you're on Venus or whatever, and I need to get something done in Venus, but I can't, I don't have time to buy a spaceship ticket over there. Can you just get that done for me? Or I might be able to help you vicariously get that done through you or vice versa. We have a shared consciousness to take care of certain tasks and go out there even further into outer space and into the spirit. Most of all, introduce the idea of cloning. Uh, who was it? I think Paula Mangucci. And this is going to get weird <laughs> naturally and bless Paula Mangucci and follow her teachings. The Rev, her, her uh, weekly Ascension school. She's a brilliant woman, amazing books that she's written. Um, I think it was a Neville Johnson quote, but she told me once that there will be a day where lovers can, uh, you can actually somehow, and it's, it's gotta have to do with like the concept of cloning because it wouldn't be a permanent thing, but for a temporary period of time, people could actually merge into the same body and have two consciousnesses inhabiting the same body for certain purposes. That sounds really weird, but that's the kind of sci-fi thinking that I'm really trying to break out of the, the church mold. And that's the type of thing that breaks you out of the church mold. What need would there be for that? Right now, we don't really have one. But in the future, I think even the concept of cloning for a temporary purpose, not that a clone has a soul in itself or whatever, but what they, how do the, how does the elite and the enemy use cloning? Well, if you have a clone, it's your DNA, it's technically your body. So you can inhabit that clone. They haven't perfected it. So the clones don't live very long, but they, they do all kinds of nefarious things with clones. And if that is a possibility, unless God says it's an abomination, which I honestly personally don't know. And I haven't heard him say anything about that yet, but it seems like there would be uses for it just like any other technology as long as it was used in the right way just like cars are good but just don't drive over people with them <laughs> you know guns are helpful but just don't kill people unnecessarily with it just use it for self-defense and maybe hunting but technology in itself isn't evil cloning ai even in itself is not evil it's just power and that power in the wrong hands is destroying people. And this metaverse thing with the AI that we've all seen with Facebook killing people's accounts and just tracking everything. And they're absolutely greedily misusing this new technology. And 
everything else should be looked at the same way. So we are going to enter into a world where there are unforeseen circumstances. That means nobody's ever seen the situation that we're going into, except for the prophets, which is why you need to read the Bible, which I actually read my Bible today. And I'll tell you, there is a lot of mystery, unsolved mysteries in the Bible. And there's also a lot of things that speak directly to what we're dealing with in the book of Job, of all places. You ever feel you ever feel like you're just under a bombardment of confusion? I do sometimes. And I mean, it, you just have to cling to the Lord in those situations. But Job, he literally spoke. He's like, I am a man full of confusion because he was a pretty righteous guy. And then suddenly, like all hell broke loose in his life. Pretty confusing. But when you read the words of Job, you're like, oh, my gosh, I identify with you. Read the words of Job's friends. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I know people like that. They'll like preach at you and they'll twist your life and say that you're a sinner. I just recommend reading the Bible for these days and expect the Bible to speak directly into your life. And also to those who you're connected to, because I believe that there will be a time where our faith will be able to be shared directly through the spirit, because this is not the time of really street preaching so much anymore. I mean, you can still do that. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to go out street preaching again, street witnessing. It's a great experience. It's, there's definitely a thrill in it, especially when you meet somebody who's actually open to the gospel. It's a beautiful thing. But I believe that in the future, we're actually stepping into more of a, you're more interested in how close are you to Jesus where I can get close to you rather than, oh, how many souls did you win this month? How many miracles on the street did you get? That's an honorable thing to do. And a lot of hard work goes into that. And i have definitely experienced it and I can't say anything bad about it. I just feel like there's a, there's a new method of where the Holy spirit and Jesus said this and he got in trouble for it. There were all these people starving. Why was Elijah the prophet only sent to the one widow? And that ticked off the Pharisees because that does not fit the religious paradigm of, well, we're going to, Save every soul on the street. You know, when you're a new Christian, you want to see, oh, wow, everybody should be saved. And I still feel like that. But the reality of it is we have a situation in the world where there's the wheat sown among the tares and there are certain vessels destined for destruction. And the Bible even says in other places, pray not for this people. Think about the United States government right now and all the dumb Christians that are like praying for well, Lord, just bless America. And they're not realizing they're just sending their prayer power into black holes of demonic filth that don't want to be blessed. They don't want God's blessing or salvation. At some point, you just, you hear the voice of the Lord say, pray not for this people, but pray for such and such a country. Pray for XYZ country, but for this country, they have rejected me. Their government has rejected me. Maybe the, the peasants, the poor, the, the normal working class people 
No, but the government has rejected me. So we're about to see some major action, guys. Just wanted to put this out there. I'm going to cut it short so that people will maybe listen to it if it's a rant more than an hour long. But that article, man, the metaverse, that is a big deal. I think it's almost even a bigger deal than like war with Russia and Ukraine or even the vaccine mandates being lifted. Or I mean, that's all old news. Look forward to this kind of alien technology metaverse that we're going to have to deal with and battle with. And meanwhile, homework. Find a quiet place. You might not be living in my valley with the, like, where's the sound of traffic? Oh, no, that's just the water from the river just, like, flowing downstream. Beautiful sound. And my chickens cockle-doodly-doodling. But just find a quiet place and meditate and minister, most of all, to the Lord. He loves your attention, just like everybody. We all do. (laughs) The Lord is so humble that he doesn't force people to pay attention to him. But when he notices that you're looking at him with eyes of adoration and love, tears come to his eyes because he just cares about you and loves you and wants you to know him and to care about him too. But even if you don't, he'll still love you. That doesn't mean he's pathetic. That means that he loves and cherishes you no matter what. The often malused word is unconditionally. Well, he unconditionally, that's too many syllables. It's too complicated. He loves you no matter what. He loves you despite everything. He loves you. He loves you. And if you forget everything I just said and everything that you've ever read in the Bible and everything that, just remember these words. He loves me. You. You have an identity. And he loves you just as you are. Praise God. Don't worry about the metaverse things, but I just wanted to at least um, share my reflections and uh, I think they are valid. I think they are biblical and we have homework to do, which is to get into the quiet place of the most high meditate and pray and open up your spirit to him and whatever else he's got for you to do. Cause he might have, he might have something completely off the wall that you never imagined ever before. And you're going to be involved in a, in a project with other believers who likewise have rejected the world and its ways and its materialism. And, you know, the, the Lord says, if, if, if you come to me, if you want to be my disciple, you have to hate your life in this world. Does he say that to every average Joe Blow that's going to continue his life? No, but for the disciples, if you want to go with God all the way, hate your life in the world, what does that do? It sets you free to love your life in the next world, in his world, which you can access today. And believe me, brother, sister, he, she, them, they pronouns. No, just kidding. Well, yeah, we love you guys too. Um, when you set yourself apart from this world and you literally hate even the good part, you're just like, I don't want this compared to that and you love the Lord, then 
and you're like, okay, I'm so lonely and alone now. I left everything. And then you go to that place in the ho in the host of heaven and you see other people like you also doing it. And watch for those people. You will be a great team, a great and effective team. Alrighty, well, God bless you guys. It was fun to get to do this tonight. And uh, don't worry about the future, but realize that um, even when the enemy says something for evil, like you're going to lose your identity, there is a positive flip side to that, that God has. What does the enemy do? He he guards pedophile rings and allows for children to be damaged and, and horribly brutalized. What does God do? He says, I love the little children. Let them come to me. Anybody harms one of these little ones, it's better if they just throw them into a lake with a giant rock tied to their neck into this deepest ocean. That's the way better way to die than what is going to happen to people that hurt children because you're so cut off from God. You're so demented and, and evil. He loves the children. Everything that the enemy does is the flip side of what God does. So... Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it. There's a lot more to say, but I love you. Faithbucks.com, FringeRadioNetwork.com. Have a great day. Stay out of the metaverse. Say no to drugs. Say no to meta. Bye-bye.